0: Welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we talked earlier in the week about Phil Jackson returning to the Lakers and some of the inherent issues with that. Another one has apparently popped up as somebody around the organization is apparently not thrilled that he is consulting the Lakers on the search for our head coach. Sam Amick had this to say about Phil, his intentions with the Lakers, and how some are responding to him being around again. Quote, Make no mistake, there are powerful people close to the Lakers who aren't thrilled with the reality that Jackson's voice is being taken into account when he has no formal position with the Laker, with the franchise. Like it or not, though, Bus has relied on this sort of informal counsel from people she trusts for years now. Amick continues, and this is and how's this for a tidbit to tie this thread up? Phil Jackson is known to have been a fan of Westbrook's throughout his career. Sources say Phil Jackson has no interest in taking on this coaching job or any other himself. Let's just stop that rumor right here. But his view of Westbrook is relevant as we've established Jackson's voice matters again. So to summarize, this probably doesn't sit well with Rich Paul. That would be my guess and pretty much anybody's guess who has been paying any attention whatsoever to the Lakers, the NBA, Clutch. Sports, uh, or just not been living under a rock, right? Phil Jackson famously or infamously said uh, of the of LeBron James and his camp, called them a posse. It pissed off LeBron at the time. We don't know if any amends has been made since. We do know that Phil said that he regrets uh, saying it or phrasing it like that because of the negative connotation associated with such a condescending and at the time, and, and still seen that way, uh, racial undertones uh, uh, associated with that reference. Uh, the, the question is whether everybody or anybody involved there has moved forward. Based on the response in this report, I would probably guess not. Add to that that Phil's might be a voice that pulls for Westbrook sticking around or thinking that Westbrook can work with the Lakers, and yeah, I'm a little nervous. As I said earlier in the week, if you are about to hire a head coach, if you are embarking on the—look, it is a tough decision, whoever the Lakers wind up hiring here. If you are embarking on on that process and you have in your back pocket a voice with the intel that Phil Jackson does, both in terms of uh, coaching circles—I'm sure he's still pretty plugged in there— and in terms of the instincts that come with being the most decorated coach in the history of the sport, uh, then yeah, consulting him makes some sense. How far that voice should go, that is, I think, very debatable there. If he starts going from talking about who the Lakers should coach, what they should uh, prioritize in their coaching search— and extends to personnel, and extends to how that coach should do their job, then that's where I start to draw the line. Uh, and, and look, we can't ignore that LeBron and the Lakers were not on the best of terms over the course of last season. He spent all of the All-Star break uh, basically subtweeting the Lakers after they refused to include a first-rounder, to improve a team that they didn't think was going to win a championship anyway. Um, I, I don't blame LeBron for looking at it that way. LeBron is also, however, partially responsible for the disaster of a roster that was put around him and Anthony Davis last season. So to that extent, I don't blame the Lakers for wanting to get out of the LeBron James as a GM business. Uh, Just like I wouldn't blame the Nets for wanting to get out of the Kevin Durant as a GM business. It's just difficult, like I've said in previous shows, for anybody, coach, player, whomever, to pull double duty in their job, whether it's, again, as a player or superstar or a coach, and also head up the personnel efforts. That's really difficult to do. All that said, this can all be avoided, If Jeannie just hired a full staff, gave them official positions, and held them accountable when they don't do their jobs well. She hasn't done any of that outside of Rob Palenka. And Rob Palenka is the one guy I'm looking at saying like, hey, what are you here for? (laughs) You you, uh, basically bequeathed personnel decisions last year to clutch and all of that according to reports. And then now you are taking in intel or your inf- or your uh, decision is going to be influenced by Phil Jackson, Rob, what are you here for? And so if Rob, the only guy with an actual title here, is, uh, <laughs> has been minimized, then the way that the Lakers are operating as an organization just makes zero sense, and I just don't see any way that a clear, concise decision can be made on any front let alone one as difficult with as much input as finding a head coach has. Speaking of Westbrook, according to, uh, once again, Amick of The Athletic, uh, the Lakers weren't thrilled with what Frank Vogel did in order to present a winning situation for uh, the longtime and future Hall of Fame point guard. Uh, here's, Here's how he puts it. Quote, when the decision was made to fire Vogel, sources say his handling of Westbrook and the inability to find a way to make him a more productive part of the program were among the factors that played a big part. There was a strong sense that it was on Vogel to make the Westbrook experiment work, and the fact that it didn't led to questions about whether Westbrook had been put in a position to succeed. That sure smells like the hope of a Russ revival to meet. That last part is uh, Amick putting his own take uh, to the reporting. Uh, I agree with Amick, though, that it sounds to me like those who are in charge still aren't willing to take the L on the decision that was trading for Russell Westbrook and the failure that last season was. And look, it can go in a couple directions here. One, they could be posturing and saying there's a way that they could make it work, and they are not just going to trade this guy for the sake of trading him. That's that's one reading of the situation. Uh, another reading of the situation is that, you know, as, as Amick is reading it, hey, uh, last year was a disaster. Just about everything that could have went wrong. And on top of that, our coach didn't do enough last season to make it work. Uh, I would agree with parts of that. You know, the fact that LeBron and AD missed as much time as they did makes it difficult to, uh, figure something out with a piece as complicated as Russell Westbrook is. And uh, on top of that, the personnel around Westbrook, James and Davis made zero sense. Like If you watch these playoffs, the second round of these playoffs, I don't think a single role player uh, from last year's team would get meaningful minutes at, on on any of these teams right now. That's not great. Uh, So maybe if that improves and some other coach figures out some new way to get Westbrook involved here and get Westbrook to buy in on both sides of the ball in ways that he has to and play winning basketball, um, then okay, if you squint, maybe there's a solution there. But the risk is no, it just doesn't work. Because at this stage of his uh, career, Russell Westbrook is not a winning basketball player. And and the risk is if you run it back and it doesn't work, it becomes even that much more difficult to trade this guy in the middle of a season and you waste yet another year of LeBron's prime. Maybe the last year of LeBron's prime. So uh, this notion that uh, there is there's risk on both sides of this right there's risk on trading him and not getting enough and uh, limiting and lowering your ceiling on next year's team and then there's risk with bringing him back and not trading him for the sake of trading him Uh, there's risk in trading him and attaching picks in order to keep that ceiling at a certain level next year because if you don't reach that level that ceiling uh, then and you and you give up picks, then you're not as good as you need to be next year and you certainly aren't going to be as good as you need to be at after LeBron is gone and you now no longer have any first rounders to like 2030. So there this is a tricky situation and there is going to be a lot of posturing, a lot of leaks um, that make it look a certain way so the Lakers can have some leverage in whatever trade talks that they're going to have. Uh, but this notion that there was something or more that Frank Vogel could do, I would agree to a certain extent, but I would also say be realistic here. And Phil Jackson, prime Phil Jackson, coaching back when, 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 the, when the league was in, in a place that he could dominate the way that he could, I'm not positive he could have made last year's roster work. It was a bad roster, and Russell Westbrook was a bad NBA player last year. So to a certain extent, like if Frank Vogel was reading this, I would love to be in the room with him. So I could see <laughs> the remarks that would come out of his mouth if he was allowed to be honest with how he, what, he, what he was able to do last year, given everything involved, including Russell Westbrook's own stubbornness and unwillingness to be coached. For more on both of these subjects, check out yesterday's Lakers Lounge. Uh, Harrison and I went pretty deep on all of that, plus the notion of trading LeBron James and how easily people seem to make that demand or make that request. Hey, the Lakers should trade LeBron James yet how unrealistic such a circumstance is uh, and, and will be to play out. So check out all of that on this same feed, check out everything else. Everything that I read, I, I I talked about here is also up on silver Check out that as well. We also on the website have started our player review series. Um, so you can, check out some really depressing analysis because of how shitty last season was um and then later today i'll be recording the this week's episode of the hook in which aaron and i will talk about the playoffs as we have seen them to this point until all of that until i talk to you guys again tomorrow i'm anthony Irwin saying have a good one